Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, Roxanne. How are you today? Jessica, great. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, I'm so happy that you're here too. And for those of you listening, I am here with a very special guest today. Her name is Roxanne Steed, and she is an incredible watercolor as well as oil painter. Um, and she is also an incredible teacher with a thriving teaching practice. And um, she does many other things as well, but that is how I know her. And Roxanne and I met at an incredible artist residency, Chateau Orcavo, in France last summer. And um, since then, uh, Roxanne and I have actually been working together um, through my artist coaching and my course. Um, and it's been such a joy and a pleasure. And I just love everything that you do. So um, I can't wait to dive in today to talk about your book, about your art that you collaborated with, with your husband and your journey of how you kind of got to where you are right now. So welcome, Roxanne. Thank you. Thanks. And I tell you, I knew when I met you that, gosh, here is a special person that um, I know once the residency was over, I thought, you know, I know she'll still be in my life. So I'm so oh. glad I'm about. So <laughs> that's so sweet. Thank you. Um, I thought you were really wonderful as well. And um, yeah, you, you never know who you're going to kind of connect with at these residencies. And it's like, it's, it's very cool people from like all walks of life all over the world. And um, it was just, it was really neat to connect with you. And I'm very inspired by your teaching practice and the way that you really follow um, your desires for your art and like really tap into your intu intuition. I think that's really cool. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I've been making art for a long time. I, um, when I sat and I thought about it, cause there's, there's times that I still like, I feel like this fresh, not a beginner, but I still feel fresh at it because I, I just do that to keep my, you know, myself engaged in my art. But when I think about, gosh, I've been doing this, hmm, gosh, uh, over 35 years. And actually probably since I was a little kid, because that I've yeah. Yeah. made something or, painted or just been in all kinds of creative things ever since I was big enough to hold a crayon and uh, so it's <laughs> a fascination of, yeah yeah a fascination of mine so um yeah I spent a lot of my career early on when I decided you know I wanted to kind of leave what my my original profession was from college I my background is um uh, me medical record administration is what my bachelor's degree is called. And it's, oh, wow. That. And so, you know, now they call it health information management mm -hmm. and my kids were little, I have twins that are now 35, but when they were little, um, you know, I loved spending time with them and I love that nurturing and, um, 
homeschooled them for a, about six years. But, um, you know, and so I was always teaching them. I was, there was always a teaching thing and always a creative, there was always creativity in my life. And at, at a certain point I decided I really wanted to pursue the art seriously. And I, I had already been just taking every class that I could. I, and I was trying out every medium. I really did a deep dive into watercolor early on, into pastels early on, and a deep dive into oil painting early on. And I would always um, seek out the best teacher wherever we lived. My husband was a military officer, so we were moving every three years, every yeah. two to three years. So oh, I had so stressful. Really, well, you know, it, it worked out. I mean, there were stresses, but, you know, I made it I made it work for me. I mean, that's the best we can do, right? Is right. Um, take what you have and then work with what you got. So I found great art teachers wherever we went, which actually turned out to be a really amazing thing because, um, you know, there were there was always somebody fabulous at the places that we were stationed. So it, it turned out really lucky. And somewhere along the line, when on you know an online presence I you know became a little more um a thing back in the early 2000s I had an online mentor tell me <clears throat> excuse me if you want to be a serious artist you really need to stick to oil painting because it has a higher perceived value and mm-hmm. and I thought okay well I, I'm I'm serious yeah I want to be serious so <laughs> always been serious and <laughs> <laughs> I thought, um, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to do that. And I ended up giving away a ton of my watercolor supplies and I kept some, I still kept like some really, you know, expensive, nice stuff. But then I gave away almost all my pastels, which I had been, you know, making pastel paintings and selling those um, really well at that time. But I thought, no, I really want to drive this you know, it, it's that perfection mindset, you know, it's like, oh, I really want to drive this, you know, and chase this down. So I did that for like the next 25 years, just pursued the oil painting. And along that time, um, I had a lot of outside um, experiences that were really good on the business, on the art business end, when we were stationed in, um, San Diego back in the late you know 1990s that I was I was heavily involved in like all mediums I was painting in everything but that's when that mentor told me you know oh you need to stick with oil painting so I kind of started pairing off all the other stuff even though I was you know really involved in San Diego watercolor society I loved that and but I you know that whole serious thing kicked in and I, I've got to follow what this man says he's he's obviously right. brilliant and um so by the time we got back to Virginia Beach, the next place that we were stationed, I joined an art co-op there, which was great. It was a great experience for me on the business end and really helped me focus in on what I, you know, all these goals that I had, you know, with selling and improving my work, because that's a, you know, a continual quest is whatever well, I- you know, you're always seeking that next best thing that moves your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I learned a lot there. And when it was time to move from there, it was just 
oh my gosh, it was so hard. You know, again, I mean, every place that I left, it was always hard because I had had such great influences in every place that we had lived, <clears throat> you know, teaching wise or business wise. Mm-hmm. So let's see, after that, I moved up to Connecticut. And about that time, my kids had just graduated from high school. So they were off to college. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I had left my co-op. I was back in, in Connecticut, even though I had lived there before and I had loved it. I felt like it was different. I was different. And it was like hitting a brick wall. And it was like, now what do I do with myself? Mm-hmm. So I had my studio mate back in Virginia Beach says, you know, here's the thing, you've got to get online. This was about 2004, 2005. She said, there's, you know, people are selling on eBay now. I know that sounds crazy, but the prices are going way up. Get on there like now. And so I, you know, she said, you know, people are selling these small paintings and the bids are just flying. And at that time, you know, I could sell a little five by seven for $300, you know, and, and just, mm-hmm. you, you know, some of my favorite little works that, you know, would go. And, and through that time, I started learning what, what pieces of art get a really strong, fast feedback. Mm-hmm. So I did that for several years. And then the next iteration of online life came about, which was, um, a group called dailypainters.com. And at, you know, so my my studio mate down in Virginia Beach says, hey, you got to do this now. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, I jumped right in and said, okay, let's do it. And I juried in. And then um, that group, you had to blog every day, post a small painting every day. Mm-hmm. And so it was about the time I guess it was right before the recession in 2008. So I was on that for a couple of years before, you know, things just really hit the skids with, you know, online sales like that. But again, it was another source where I had great sales. I broadened my audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like getting, it was like getting paid to get better. So yeah, that's awesome had just a wonderful experience with it. And then when things really started to slow down recession wise, because, you know, over that time I was, you know, I had built my oil painting business and skills that I could, um, I had a lot of commissions. So I always had commission work and um, it was really, you know, nice. So I could make regular painting sales and then um, my bigger paintings were commission pieces. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty fun too, and oh, then I'll interrupt you for a second. Um, for people who are just listening and who haven't seen your work yet, could you just describe the kind of work you were making at that time? So at that time, my main focus was oil painting, and I was working with a palette knife. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved texture, and um, I was primarily working in landscapes, but. Um, a lot of floral still life setups. I would set up a still life in my studio and paint from life. I really, I love painting from life. I feel like that informs us um, as artists to interpret photos even better if we do need to work from photos. So I'm yeah, not- I totally agree. You know, I'm not a plein air police. I do love plein air painting. <laughs> it's plein air police. I love that. <laughs> 
but there are people out there like that. And I've, I've met them. They're like, Oh, I would never use a photograph. And then like later on in their career, I would see them again. And I'd be like, well, how did you get this? You know? And they'll be like, well, I did use some supporting photographs, but it was only a little bit. And I was like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) They don't need to feel guilty. They don't. I mean, cause it's like the work stands for it on itself. And you know, if you're working, it's true. And, and if you look at famous artists who, I mean, like Michelangelo famous, Leonardo da Vinci famous, like um, any of the Dutch painters, like famous, like they used basically anything that they could get their hands on to help them to create an image that was good. Like they used um, tracing papers. They used, um, uh, I forget what they called them. Something, something, um, I think they called them cartoons. And that is how, that's how they made the Sistine Chapel. Like, um, Mm-hmm. yeah it's basically like transfer paper and um what was the other thing the uh camera obscura like they that was like the earliest form of photo- photography and yeah artists were like all about it some of the greatest artists that have ever lived so I say whatever you need to do to make your art no shame in it right exactly I mean that is and you know and the art will stand for itself when it is yeah. done you know mm-hmm. People love really tight realism and some people love a little more looseness and um, all of that in between. So, you know, gosh, let's see. So Mm -hmm. that that was a period when I was mainly painting in um, oil paintings and I, and I still love the feel of oils. I, I've never been quite, you know, I never was able to transfer that love to acrylic painting. I mean, I've worked in it and I'm, it's okay. It it's just okay for me. I I know some people who just do beautiful things in it, and it sounds you know the concept sounds great, but I there's something about oil paints. I love that malleability. I love that open time that you have in the working process. That being said, I also you know at that time when the um, recession hit and I had you know fewer commissions and. Um, I was also at a point where I was, you know, lugging all this stuff on my back to go paint outdoors. And I thought, you know, a little bit lighter load so that I can go on longer hikes without being so exhausted that I can't paint when I can. Yeah. So being out in nature was like a big part of your inspiration. That always was. And so that, you know, if it was too cold, because I live in Connecticut, if it was too cold to go out and do on you know on location painting then I would set up a still life so I would go buy flowers and set up things in my studio mm, so winter was kind of like still lifetime and all the other seasons were just get out and paint in nature time mm-hmm. and it's just kind of what I just loved and then mm-hmm. you know if I had commissions of course you know they're from somebody's photographs mm-hmm. and all the work that you do when you're painting on location or from life that really informs how you interpret photographs. And Mm -hmm. that's that's a whole nother topic I could just really dig into. Um, True. It's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm painting right now so much like for my solo show, which is like in a couple of weeks, but um, I've been doing, I've been doing outside painting and then I, um, I do inside painting, like studio painting from photographs that I took like in my travels. And I know that you work this way too now as well. Um, but definitely plain air painting it, like 
it gives you so much confidence in like your own painting skills because you have to make really fast decisions because yeah. the light's going to change or like it's going to get too cold or you have to, you know, get up and go somewhere. So yeah. um, you have this time limit and you're forced to make like fast decisions to create this piece. And the end result is like, it's very fresh and like alive looking. Yes. Yes. It and is not a slave to the photo because sometimes photographs can lie like shadows in a photo, at least my photos, shadows in a photo look like a black hole. And there's right. a lot of color within a shadow when you're standing there looking at like a yeah. shadow on under the trees. It's pretty fascinating. So it is. But what I was going to say is like my, my plein air practice has helped me when I'm making my studio paintings now, because what I'm doing is I'm, I'm timing myself and I'm giving myself like, okay, so I have two hours to get this far. Let's see how much I can get done. And then somehow it still captures that. It captures the freshness that I see in like my plein air paintings. So I mm -hmm. think that there's something with like the time, the time constriction that, that kind of forces you to be more fluid in in your painting and I think there's like some sense of memory too that we get yeah. you know that um memory of motion and sense of place because you know if like if we've been out in it long enough it's like we recall okay I feel the breeze oh or it's hot it's buggy or it's it's cold it's you can bring all those sensations that you've had from being in that element mm -hmm. and you know you pull in whatever you can to make that painting feel that. So a painting isn't just like a copy or it shouldn't be just a copy of a photograph. It's like you want to bring in that that sensation of what you felt when you were standing in all of Mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so anyway uh, we went off on a tangent but you were you were saying um, you wanted to tra travel more lightly. Yeah so I wanted to travel more lightly and that was just in in my own element around here. Um, I think this was about uh, 2009 or 10 when I started pulling this back in just for fun for myself. Um, instead of taking my whole oil painting gear out with me, I would just pack like a little, like a small backpack with watercolor sketchbook stuff mm -hmm. and start doing on location sketches. And at that point, I started having friends ask me, you know, hey, what are you doing? That looks like a lot of fun. Um, I had also taken a master naturalist class with the Audubon Center, and part of our part of taking that extensive course was giving back to the center. And so I asked, "Well, can I teach um, sketchbook, you know, nature sketchbook classes?" And they said, "Sure, whatever you want to do." And mm -hmm. I figured, "Well, they can't fire me, so you know, we'll see how it goes." And you know, it's been great, and that's been a lot of years ago, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's incredible that you have that kind of partnership with them. I love it. So, you know, that love of the sketchbook work and, um, you know, it had been a long time that since I had, you know, really done the deep dive in watercolor work, but I still had all my, you know, some of my favorite painter friends from back in um, when I lived in San Diego. So I had gone to a, um, Back at that time, I had also been going to a plein air convention um, a year or so. And I think the last one I went to, don't remember the date, but it's been several years now. But um, 
it was, you know, previously it was really primarily geared towards oil painters. But that year, that last year that I went, they were really bringing in a lot of other mediums and some really fabulous watercolor painters. And I thought, you know, I've brought all my oil gear, but I'm bringing my, my sketchbook watercolor stuff too. And I'm going to sit in on a lot of the demo artists that are the watercolor painters. And it was just like, boing, my heart fell in love again. It's like, okay, I, I've, I can't just let this lay by the side. I want to bring this back. I just have so much fun in it. And, and at that time, I wasn't even working in the watercolor to create paintings to sell. I just wanted to create things in my sketchbook for me to revamp those skills and, and primarily to have fun. As I had, you know, all this experience of creating sellable paintings in oils, I mean, for decades. And so I had already that base of knowledge that, you know, that all of that applies to the watercolor medium. It's just, you know, the medium handling itself that's different. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just kept, you know, teaching what I knew and then growing my classes each, you know, each series. I started off teaching a um, sketchbook foundations in watercolor. And then I, you know, I, gosh, I had a whole series that went throughout the year. Each series of classes would be six weeks. And the next series I do a color boot camp or a um, plein air prep, so things that they could work on inside to get ready for, you know, when the season, you know, when it was warm enough to get out here. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, all different kinds of um, classes related to watercolor sketchbook. Yeah. Art. And there's so much creativity in creating a class as well. Like, you talk about creativity as an artist, like of what you paint, but there's a lot of creativity in designing a class and coming up with a concept and, you know, strategizing how to present this to people so that it's, you know, educational and entertaining and, you know, and anybody can do it. And it's, it's a lot of creativity to do that as well. And you have a thriving teaching practice. Like um, for those of you who don't know Roxanne, she has you know, people lining up for her classes. She teaches online, she teaches in person, and um, she has such a passion for teaching and sharing her knowledge. And she also leads workshops around the world. So can you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, so I do have, um, I've taught overseas. I've taught in Ireland, I've taught in France, and I've taught in Italy, and I love doing this. So I have a workshop host that host the actual workshop and then I'm hired to teach and it's a great experience we'll, we'll spend 10 days um visiting different cities in that country cities and villages and places and that I think is some of the most exciting thing because it's you know I I love being able to gear it towards any level of painter so mm -hmm. I've had some brand new beginners join in um, I've even had a husband and wife pair that joined in. That was, I mean, I've had a, several husband and wife teams join in where both of them want to paint. And it's really just, it's so much fun. And then, you know, for the more advanced painters, I I can see where they are on their journey. So I know right where to push them and kind of get them to that next level of um, technique or uh, experience that they want to be able to manage and you know in their own artwork so I think that's part of the joy for me is taking 
anybody that wants to do this as, you know, for whatever reason, whether they want to, you know, improve and eventually show their work some somewhere, or if they want to do this just for fun as a pastime, um, it is my great joy to be able to get each individual where they need to be. And it's um, it's always exciting, you know, when one of your students says, um, guess what, I just entered this juried show and I got in, or, you know, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm a art festival or, um, you know, all these things, or somebody wants to buy my paintings, you know, it's like, I am so thrilled for them. So it's just like, I, you know, I just get all excited when I see that. So wonderful. It's incredible. And um, this has led you, you and Ron, your husband to working together. So I met you on this artist residency in France, um, along with like, I don't know, I think there were 16 other artists, but you and Ron attended. Uh, Ron is a writer. Um, he writes poetry and prose, and you are obviously an artist and you had decided to create a book together that melds both of your talents. And that was your project for, um, like a, a big part of your project for the residency. So how did that come about? Can you talk about that? So this story kind of makes me laugh because it's, um, I, yeah, you know, it's one of those things looking back, I don't know that I ever could have predicted this in my life, that this is something that I would want to do or could do, or I, I just had never imagined it until, so over the last many years, I'd done different residencies, um, some with the National Park Service, some with um, the Audubon Center, um, some small local things. And um, I had I knew that I wanted to do another residency and I wanted to do one overseas. And I started seeing these Instagram ads for um, Chateau Orcavo and I thought, <laughs> this looks really like the next thing that I want to do. And this was back, I think, in 2018. I think it was 28, it was 2018 or 2019 when we turned in our mm -hmm. patients. And <clears throat> so I had, I had been like hemming and hawing on it back and forth. And finally it was the, the day that it was due that night at midnight. And, mm -hmm. and then I, <laughs> wow. yeah, don't talk about last minute, Annie, that was me. I, so I go and I, I'm sitting, you know, Ron sitting on the couch. I jumped down there and sit next to him. I said, Hey, I've got this um, residency that I'm going to sign up for, and I just had this great idea. I have been wanting to do a book with you. I've been wanting to do something together with you, and you've got, you know, you've been writing, you've been doing these haikus on Instagram on a everyday basis. You've been um, putting all these um spiritual writings on a blog. Um, he had already been picked up by one publisher and had a book published under his belt. So I said, you know, look, you've already got a book under your belt. You've got, you've got all this cred. There's no reason why you couldn't get in on this um, art residency too. Do you want to do it with me and go as a team? And he's like, sure. And I'm like, well, that was easy. <laughs> I said, well, now here on the application, it says, you know, they don't usually take couples. So, you know, it just to be, you know, mm -hmm. no, it might not work, but it might. But I think, I think we've got enough of, um, a, enough of this between us together that 
this might be, you know, good for them and good for us. I think it would be really a positive thing. And he says, okay. And, and then I told him, well, it's due tonight. So you have to start doing it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And yeah, I, I talked to them about that, about the like, kind of like no couples thing, but um, I think that they just don't want people to like, just go there on vacation kind right. of thing. Um, they want like if they do accept a couple like both of the people have to have like specific projects in mind and like be practicing like creators in some aspect correct yeah so that's the that's the whole thing so this actually worked out just to be a really amazing thing for for us so in that you know application thing I told Ron so do you want to you know you can go for two weeks or a month what do you want to do and he said a month and I just, I was beside myself. I, I was so excited because that's really what I had wanted to do. Part of me was like, okay, well, I can do this for two weeks, but I really, in my heart, want to do this for a month. And I'm so glad that we did because those extra two weeks really gave both of us individually that time to hone our direction on the project that we undertook. So mm. So then, you know, that was, maybe that was 2019. So then, you know, we got accepted and then COVID hit. So they, they had to bump us back. So that put us, um, gosh, that, yeah, it was 2022 before we were able to go because they did have this backlog of, you know, COVID. Right. Folks they had to fit in because they had to shut down for a year. Right. So, you yeah. know, we finally got to go and that was July of 2022 in February of that year, as I'll remember, the war in Ukraine started mm -hmm. and we were, you know, like everyone just upset and wondering, you know, what's going on in our world. It just, it just seemed like every day you turn on the news and things that you would hope just would never happen, just kept getting worse. And so a little bit of Ron's background, he had been a um, submarine officer in the Navy for 26 years before he retired from that. He did some consulting for a while. And then um, as that, you know, as he started to phase that out, he really wanted to follow more of a spiritual side of his life and ended up um, becoming a deacon with the Episcopal Church in the Connecticut Diocese. And um, he was um on the board of our and as as a, an employee of our local homeless shelter mm. um and their for their housing department and then um and just recently he has <clears throat> excuse me become a chaplain in our local hospital so um his writings a lot of them end up being sermons now these um the writings in this book are not religious at all I would say no but they're not I I read I read it and it was I mean they're very they have like a spiritual tone but they're not uh there's you know it could be from any kind of vantage point it's a lot about like nature and like mindfulness and you know stuff like that so that was really the reach of this book is hitting that spiritual tone in us because we felt you know when we went and we started our project there at the residency um we we kind of had an idea we wanted to make this somehow relate to the war and somehow about peace and what we were seeking as we would go through our daily life to find this and um, 
So during that first week, we, you know, as we would get up every day, you know, and they served you breakfast, we we went up to our studio and we'd look at each other and we'd, we'd say, okay, what do we want to write and paint about today? And, you know, so each day was this, you know, going through this process and, um, you know, it's funny that first week I felt I felt like, you know, my works felt really dark and I didn't want my, that's not what I had wanted for the overarching theme mm -hmm. for a month worth of paintings to be dark and heavy. I really had come to find some lightness and some femininity and um, a, a lot of things that I wanted to uh, pull into my work. And so for me, getting to interact with the other artist and, and talk to them one-on-one -on -one about just work in general and my work in specifics, their work, um, just things that drove us as artists. That I think was so beneficial. And I also found that with Ron's writing and the direction that we were taking that first few days, you know, where we, everything was just really heavy because we felt like we had to have this ugh, serious, right. serious, darkness like your uh, oil paintings yes it was very you know very heavy so I really wanted I wanted something different and I when I mentioned that to him I think you know initially I met with this little bit of resistance of like oh you know and but some of the other artists that we were there with you know they would come in and see what we were doing they would hang out Ron would chat with you know some of his other um, some of the other artists there. And I think that helped him also bring a little bit of turn into his work too. So um, it's, so it's like we were able to make this evolution together without having to be, I think you should do blah, 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 you know, that. Yeah. Okay. Thing. Mm -hmm. so the, the actual interaction with other artists and creatives, um, I think is so beneficial, you know, when you, it is. It's so beneficial. I mean, and especially like artists from other disciplines, um, yeah. even honestly, people who are not artists. Um, yeah. It's funny. I was talking to my dad last night about my book and I was like, cause you know, I, I told you I'm writing a book too. And I was like, um, I can't think of a title. And I, you know, it's been several weeks of not being able to settle on a title. And I like, I had, I handed him this list of like different titles and he was like, well, tell me about the book. So like, I told him about the book and he was like, oh, what about da, da, da. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and I just would have never thought of it because it was just coming from a different, coming from a different mind. Um, so yeah, other people's vantage points can be so beneficial that, you know, you can get stuck in your own way of thinking and like not be able to see your way out. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was, oh my gosh, that was such a gift. So um, to be able to have that interaction with these other creatives, that it was just, it, it was just explosive in energy. It was just great. It, it was yeah. exactly. You made so much work when you were there. Yeah. Oh, we really did. It was, it was so, it was so rewarding. Um, it, you know, and the thing that made it possible was all we had to do was get up and work. We weren't there to be tourists. We weren't there to, you know, hang out to take a workshop. We weren't there for anything else. And I didn't have to do the daily grind at home of, 
taking out the trash, making three meals a day, you know, making sure all the dishes are cleaned up. We showed up to meals. All we had to decide was what do we want to put on our plate? I know. It was such a wonderful experience. Like, honestly, I told everyone that it felt like heaven, like being there. It was like, oh, this is heaven. I can't believe I get to experience this. So wonderful. It it really was. It was just, um, it it enabled such a turning point, not only in this, my work and and kind of the focus that I wanted to, to take, um, you know, bringing this, you know, lightness and, and more femininity into it. Um, yeah, it, it, that was huge for me. And so anyway, coming back together on this project, um, that, you know, each day we just looked forward to, you know, what do you, you know, what are you working on? And as I would finish a painting, I'd say, Hey, I think I'm done. What do you think? And he mm-hmm. would hand me his iPad. Cause he did all his writing on his iPad. He'd say, I think I'm done. What do you think? And so uh-huh. we, down, have a little powwow, and then we talk about, um, you know, just, you know, exactly what we created, you know, how does this go together, or, um, so there was a lot of that, too, so there, between the, you know, the, that intensity of work, then, you know, and going kind of our own way, then we'd come back together, so it was definitely this flow of meet in the morning. What do we want to look at? What do we want to consider? What do we want to talk about? And then um, what are some overarching themes? Um, And we kind of start with what do I want to paint? So this is, this is where the real gift to me was, because I've worked, I've collaborated with somebody else on a book and it's a little different because I had to kind of follow their lead. And here I got to be the lead and choose what I wanted to paint. And and the first thing that Ron would ask me, because he's kind of learned this about my art, is I'm very focal point driven in a painting. Because one of the things that I learned during all those years of th- those early years of online work, um, the dailypainters.com, is right. a strong painting that will sell right away is one that has a strong focal point. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sitting there with no clicks, because we had like a back, um, like a back door so we could see how many clicks it had received that day. Mm-hmm. If it's there with no clicks, it's because there is um it, it doesn't have a strong focal point or it has a divided focal point where your viewer doesn't have, you know, you haven't led their eye right. where no. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, those were some great years of learning just through that, that, you know, so I've become very focal point driven so that's why our book became focal points in France Love so it. each day we would choose what is our focal point today and then he would wrap a topic around that based on what I went to seek out and paint mm-hmm. I love that yeah and it's a really interesting book too it's not it's <laughs> just like a coffee table with like some nice thoughts about like meditating in nature it actually it really has a lot of substance to it, like about both of your experiences, like throughout um, the residency and some really like practical exercises that you did together and um, like for creativity and for mindfulness and um, really wonderful, wonderful book. And, and it's, um, it's very immersive. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It took me back to that time in France, honestly, like I was reading it, like remembering and like, 
oh my gosh, the babe, uh, baby, the cat, um, and the, the painting you did of her. And you also included like some snapshots of you guys in France and like, um, some scenes that inspired you, um, which I loved because, because it helps to create like a context of like what inspired the painting. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I loved it. So now that you have created this book, what has the process been like working together to actually bring it to publication? Oh, well, so that's been, he has, we've chosen to do a um, self-publishing on Amazon. So he did all of that data entry and loading everything in. And then I have gone through and done heavy editing and, and that's always hard to do with your spouse. And then, um, gotta be delicate, know, delicate, but you know, it's like, I, I have a really heavy English background. I was able to clep English in college. So it's like, I just remember all these things that were drilled into my head. So if there were any, um, grammar style, punctuation, anything, I would Google, does this have to be italicized? Does this mean <laughs> yeah. Um, so then when I would point it out to him with, you know, of course, with my Googled data that says, look, you have to um, italicize this or you have to capitalize that or, or this needs, you know, no apostrophe. And he would just go, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so we made it through that. We we did that twice. Um, and um so now we are we are ready. It's published. Uh, it's going to be published on Sunday, November nineteenth. So it's coming right up. And I'm going to. I have a link to your landing page right in the show notes for those of you listening. So you can go and you can check out her book and pre-order. Right. Uh, well, we don't have a pre-order capacity. What we do have is um, if they will, um, if they want to be on my mailing list, I will send reminders. Um, so that they'll know that um, when the link goes live, because okay. I will change that from, um, I'll change it to uh, the Amazon link when that, oh. as soon as it's live. So I'll be sitting up at midnight waiting for the. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so exciting. Wonderful. And um, yeah, congratulations. That's such a, such a huge accomplishment for you guys. It's such a big deal. Um, and, and now you guys are planning to do more books together, right? Yes, we are. So one of the things that we um, were really excited about is on the lead up before before our residency, we just wanted to make sure that we could work together on a project like this. So we started going out. Um, we go out to one of the local parks or to the beach somewhere, you know, just somewhere else outside of our house. And um find a place to sit and and look and and talk about okay here's what I want to paint and what do we see going on around here um that would be a really good writing so we we were able to put together several things just in our local New England area the southern New England area so we want to do um another focal point series but just in another location mm. the potential for you know, several books actually, maybe focal points in England, yeah. maybe um, focal points in the Southwest, you know, who knows? We're, we'll just see where that leads and um, where the opportunities open. We might do one in Italy perhaps, so we'll see. Yes, because you're teaching a workshop in Italy next summer, right? 
That's correct. So I'll be teaching next June, from June 2nd to June 12th. And yeah. I'll be getting that on my website really soon. Um, Maybe I'll come. Sounds like fun. Oh, it's a beautiful place. It's so nice. <laughs> oh, sounds amazing. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited for you. And um, and I I just wanted to ask you, um, as far as like working together, how has that experience helped you um, with the book or with your projects? You know, I, I love it. It has really, um, it has helped me feel like there, there's always been this part of me that has wanted to be a bit of an illustrator. You know, I understand that difference between fine artist and illustrator. And ever since I was a little kid, I've always loved um, Beatrix Potter and all her lovely, lovely illustrations. And, and, you know, she's way more than just an author and storybook writer, illustrator. She's a conservationist. She was way ahead of her time. Um, but she, I, I just admire so much about her. The more that, the more that I learn about her, she's amazing. And so I feel like this kind of helps me round out that identity of me as, um, a natural, someone who is interested in nature and someone who is an illustrator, someone who is involved in fine art and making fine art paintings. And, and so I, it, it really expanded that role, um, in, in my mind and, you know, helped give me that confidence that, you know, I can say, yes, this is what I do now. Uh, this is me. Mm-hmm. So you know, having that under my belt, um, I, I love what we've done with you know this experience with working with my husband and um mm-hmm. it's been really uh it's been really great so Amazing. You know, yeah I, I highly recommend it you know it's you know at first we were we were kind of tentative you know is this going to be a good idea or are we going to be like will we hate each other after this but um, has, it, has it helped you draw closer to each other oh yeah oh yeah because the things that he would write mm-hmm. I am just so moved by I mean he would you know hand me his iPad and say hey read this and I would be stunned by the insights that he would have in the painting and the situation that we were in so for example one day we were out at this at our local park up here and um it's um an old mansion I think the state owns it now and um it's Harkness Park for those that are local, um, it's Harkness Park. And there's this, you know, big mansion and there's these beautiful grounds that um, reach out to Long Island Sound. And there's, you know, big stone benches and there's this big gnarly um, crabapple tree near the shore that a lot of people will sit under. And during um, spring, it has the most beautiful blossoms and it is just amazing to go sit under there and so I I wanted to go out and paint that because the trunk is just got these yeah I love I love painting trees branches and um so we we went under there to paint and there was you know while we were sitting there this Asian couple that looked kind of our age they came up and they sat sort of in front of us and they had a little picnic sack and um and I could tell that English was not there first language and but you know they could speak some English and they came and talked with us a little bit and um you know noted you know asked can we see your painting and I said sure and um we talked for a little bit and um 
they told us that this was one of their favorite places to come together and sit. And ever since they had come here, they always, you know, it was a place where they just felt such peace. And so Ron brought that into, you know, that whole experience of that conversation with this couple who just happened to show up when we were painting and the beauty of that tree and all this, you know, view of the water there, that it what he wrote was so moving I mean I, I, I was and so that's when I knew I want to do this he can bring out this amazing feeling in me through his writing so well, I helped you guys like fall deeper in love with each other it did oh my gosh for me it, it really did and that's so uh, wonderful and so inspiring for other couples too who might be thinking of doing a project together yeah yeah Oh, yeah. You know, you don't know where, when you're going to hit each other's heartstrings and just make yeah. them sing. And you know, that really made it sing for me. I was so moved that I just thought, this is the most amazing man on the planet. I mean, I already knew that, but oh. it just really <laughs> home for me. It's like, oh my God, I just, I'm, I feel so lucky to, to walk this planet with him. So yes. I love it. And and then um, you decided to work with me. So how has working with me through the um, the course, the Luminary Artists Academy, how has that um, kind of impacted you or helped you with this project? It's helped me so much. Um, right now in my life, I feel like I've got um, a million things going on. And it has been so hard for me to keep focus. I really kind of wonder if I would still be dragging on getting this book, you know, to the finish line, if I had not worked with you. Um, oh. You really helped me. Well, focus is the big word. I've So I've got, you know, my kids are adults now, they've got their own lives. So I don't, you know, that's fine. But my mom has early dementia. So I've had things um, coming up with her and she doesn't live close by. So, you know, it's, she lives at a distance. So, you know, managing everything has been really, um, you know, one of those heavy things on your heart where you just, you, as a daughter, you feel like Man, yeah. I hope I'm doing everything right. And, yeah, and, and, you know, and I have to tell myself, I am doing everything right. I'm doing everything the best that, that can be done and she's doing well, but, you know, it's one of those things where, my brain feels like it is full of squirrels and puppies. And, you know, so you have been able to really help me um, get my priorities in front of me and be accountable to make the high priority things happen. Yeah. And then, and also, you know, not let go of all the other things that I do want to do, but, you know, kind of keep them in the picture too. So that has been just, you know, incredibly helpful for me. Um, you've, you know, you think very quickly on a big picture scheme. So that has been so incredibly helpful. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Stop. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've loved working with you as well. And we will continue to work together. We still have a, way, a ways to go and um, it's just beginning. And I know you have you know, we're going to do, we have big plans for launching your book to many different locations and um, doing like an art show of the art you created 
as well as book readings and um, yeah, lots of plans for your book. Um, it's very exciting. Well, um, thank you so much, Roxanne. I have loved chatting with you today. And um, so where can people find out more about your book and more about you? So you can find all of that out on my website. It's roxannesteed.com. And um, you'll see on the homepage, I've got a link that will take you right to the book page. So you can find out all about the book, things that are in it, some of the pictures that are in there, some of the writings that are in there, some of the topics that we talk about. Um, and if you'd like to be on my mailing list, I'll send you reminders as this time leads up to that date so that you can um, help us get our big day off to a, a big send off. If you're interested in our book, I, I'm just, we are so thrilled about this. It's a lovely, lovely book that um, we're really thrilled to share with the world. And also on my, you can find out more about me and all that background stuff. And your courses and everything, if people wanted to take courses from you. Correct. Yeah, because you do online courses as well as in person, right? Correct. So anywhere in the world, you can take Roxanne's courses. Well, um, wonderful, Roxanne. Um, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. And um, I'm sure that it's inspired um, lots of artists and potentially their partners to work together. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's lovely hearing your journey as well and following your intuition throughout that whole journey, you know, following your joy, really, um, which is really just so inspiring. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Roxanne. And we will talk to you soon. Hey, this has been delightful. Thank you so much, Jessica. Awesome. Bye, Roxanne. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.